21CL Radio. Happy Monday morning, and welcome to the Education Vanguard. I'm your host, Michael Bull. Thanks so much for joining me today. And thank you so much for being part of our mission here at 21st Century Learning and 21st Century Learning Radio of Building Communities of Learners. Today, I've got Emily Voigtlander. She's the director of teacher success for a company called Seesaw. Digital portfolios are a great idea. Digital portfolios are often a real pain in the rear to actually implement or make happen in a classroom. Logging in is difficult for younger students. Blogs are not easy to learn for some older students, and it's hard to share the information with parents and others in a reliable way. The list is long enough and creates enough barriers to entry to scare away the majority of educators. But Seesaw, an iPad app, seems to solve the problem. At the risk of sounding like I'm being paid by Seesaw, and I'm not, though I wouldn't be opposed to it, this app has changed how my school uses digital portfolios and is spreading virally through our elementary division. It's making me look good. Its intuitive interface, use of QR codes for logins, and parent connection makes it easy for students to reflect on their work, send it to their teacher, and eventually to their families. Today, I talk with Emily Voigtlander. She's the Director of Teacher Success for Seesaw. Enjoy the conversation. Emily Voigtlander, thanks so much for joining me on the program today. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. We're going to talk today about Seesaw app, which I'm all excited about. Now, I normally don't interview uh, uh, vendors like this or product people like this, but it's such a great product. I really wanted to share it with everybody. And uh, why don't we start off with the, the classic elevator pitch of what this product actually does? Sure, that sounds great. Um, so Seesaw is a student-driven digital portfolio that lets students document the learning in the, that they're doing in the classroom and share it with their peers, their teacher, and their parents at home. Uh, we have a bunch of built-in content creation tools inside the app and then also are compatible with pretty much any other app you're using in your classroom. Uh, so it's a great way to collect student work and share it with a broader audience. So how does it actually work? So I'm a teacher, I've got a bunch of iPads, and I want my students to do digital portfolios. Can you walk us through the process of how I'd use the app? Sure. Um, So first, as a teacher, you'd create your class and add your students. Um, We have a few different sign-in options for students based on the the, sort of the device setup in your classroom and and the age level. But let's say you're working with a second or third grade students. So Your students are going to scan a QR code to join your class super fast and easy. They don't have to have a username or password or email address to join. Um, And then they can choose from a variety of different uh, item types. So they could take a photo. They could record a video. They could make a drawing. They could import something that they did in another app like Pic Collage or Book Creator uh, or even Google Docs. Um, Or they could link to something that they did um, somewhere else online, you know, maybe a code.org coding project or a Google Slides uh, slide presentation. So you can, students can pick, pick how they want to document their work. So let's say, let's say we're going to take a picture of uh-huh. a, of a book, of a book that they read there. We're going to do like a quick reading assessment. All right. They take a picture of the book. We have a mic tool built right in. They can select the mic, record themselves reading select their name from your class list and upload the item, and then it's going to go straight to the teacher for approval. 
And so and you can, the teachers get oh, to see ahead. everything that comes across and they choose whether to approve. Is, is there an option to have it auto-approved or anything like that? Or it, it's Yeah. So any items uh, that your students are adding are going to go to the teacher for approval. If you feel pretty confident that your students are going to be uploading the right types of work, you can turn that approval setting off and things will just be automatically approved. Okay. So sort of up to you, however you want to sort of manage uh, that workflow for your class. Uh-huh, got it. And I know now I teach or I was an elementary school technology coach uh, for the younger kids. Uh, I've seen this take off. My schools it took off in the beginning, actually, in first grade, which is amazing because the young kids that age can actually use it and, and go, go forward with it. So I just see them walking around now documenting their learning a, as they go. Was that your original intent was to make it that simple so younger kids could use it? Or is that just sort of a side benefit that, that ended up happening? Yeah. So our goal was that um, a five-year-old a student, kindergarten student could use Seesaw independently after, you know, a, a brief introduction from the teacher. Ah. Um, so one of our co-founders, Carl, he actually, his daughter was in kindergarten at the time we were developing Seesaw. And so we're like, all right, if Lily can use it, then we're on the right track. If she can't, we need to reevaluate this. <laughs> so they had to pass the Lily test. Yep. So we would bring, we would, we sort of brought her into the office and would, would make her test stuff out for us. She was our, <laughs> she was our guinea pig. And then we, some of our beta classrooms with early versions of the app uh, were kindergarten and first grade classrooms. So we learned a lot from them. So let's talk about Lily's compensation model. Uh, was it donuts? Was it uh, college scholarships? Was it uh, candy? Um, I believe it was uh, these little toys called Shopkins. Little uh, like uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with no, them. No, I'm yeah. old. My kids are older now. Otherwise, I yeah, wouldn't. it's a it's like a sort of plastic uh, animals and and that kind of thing. Okay, well, I guess that seems fair enough. So you, she was she she was a good sport about it. Was she? <laughs> she, yeah. just, she just likes to make people happy. Problem. That's what that's what makes those kids so awesome at that age. And it's always fun to visit dad at work. <laughs> sure. Uh, so how, you know, you guys get to see how it's used. We talked a little bit, uh, before the show, so it's been going in, in real out in the wild for close to a year now, right? Yep, that's right. And so how, how is it, what's the most common feature? And I'm, you know, I'm just curious, are we using it at our school the same way that most other people are? Or maybe there's something new I hadn't thought of. What, what do you see happening with it the most? Oh gosh, that's, you know, that's hard because we have such a diversity of, of use oh, yeah? right okay. now. Um, I think like we have everything from, from kindergarten classrooms using it, special ed to like 12th grade classrooms that are using it for like documenting science experiments, you know, like the, the diversity of use that we're seeing mm-hmm. mostly through teachers who are sharing stuff with us on Twitter has just been, um, incredible. Um, I think some of our, some of our happiest teachers are teachers who are using it as, as a digital portfolio for their younger learners, you know, the K through fourth, fifth grade um, folks and uh, using using Seesaw to, um, to sort of document the learning that's happening in the classroom and really share it in real time with the parents. Right, now, maybe we talk a little bit about that. So like the classic use case that I see students using is, like you said, documenting learning, they take a picture, but they love to be able to record uh, audio because it's hard for them to, of course, write it out at that age uh, about what, they're, what they've done and all that thing. And then it goes off, if, if you set up the parent account, it goes off to their device and then it just shows up there. That, that seems to be a critical com- component too. Maybe I could just ask that. Why did you decide to go that route where it's going to be app-based rather than uh, web-based where I get an email as a parent? And it, I guess the, maybe the answer is obvious, but it sure is nice to get it showing right up on an app right on an iPhone, for example. Yeah, so there there's a lot of 
a lot of, you know, ways to communicate with parents, but a lot of um, the teachers we were talking to were saying things that like emails and email newsletters and blogs were just like not really connecting with their parents. Uh, the parents just like, honestly, they weren't really checking them. And so the teachers were putting a lot of work into this and the parents just mm-hmm. were, were not really checking in. Um, and so we decided to sort of take a page out of, you know, Instagram and Facebook's uh, book and uh-huh. you know, meet parents where they are already and, you know, give our parent experience more sort of instant social media kind of feel because that's the type of products that parents are really interacting with, you know, even though they're all, you know, working and busy. Can you, can, you explain, um, can you explain how it works, how the parent portal works? Let's say I'm a teacher and I, sure. I, I want to be able to share with parents. How, how do I go about doing that? Do I have to do it? Those sorts of things. Yeah, sure. So um, as a teacher, you can decide to invite parents to to join your Seesaw class. So uh, when parents join, they subscribe to just their own child's journals. So they're going to get updates about just their child, not other students in the class, which is great for busy parents because they really, you know, like they really just care about their kid and they're going to get those updates um, at sort of as they're happening um, and straight to their phone. Um, so the teacher would send home invites for parents. Parents would, would subscribe. And then um, once parents are subscribed, any time something new is posted to Seesaw, they would mm-hmm. get a notification to their phone. Or if they don't have a smartphone, we also have um, email or, or text message notifications as well. Now, it sounds like a walled garden. That'd be the right way to describe it. It isn't just accessible on the web. You have to have the app or have an invite to get in. Sure. So right now, yes, you would have to have uh, an invite to to follow a student uh, Seesaw portfolio. Um, and the teachers are sort of the gatekeepers of those invites. Mm-hmm. So I could share um, that, though, with grandparents or aunts and uncles as well? Sure, yeah. So if you if you wanted to invite grandma and grandpa to also subscribe to Seesaw, uh, you could definitely do that. Uh, as a parent, um, I would probably let the teacher know to expect those additional members uh, to connect to, to the child uh, because, you know, as a teacher, you're going to see everyone who's connected and, you know, the folks who, who like and comment on items in the class. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's helpful to know to, to expect that. Um, but the idea with Seesaw is that the, the portfolio is private only to the, to the people that the teacher explicitly invites to see that. So that's going to be folks like uh, other members of the class, teachers and co-teachers on the class, and uh, parents. So other people who aren't, you know, invited by the teacher basically won't be able to see anything that's in Seesaw. Okay, got it. So I I got a question for you. So you you guys are able maybe to get a sense of how people use it. And we talked about a little bit in the beginning about what some typical use cases are. But what's like an interesting or strange use case that you thought, you know, I never thought this app would be used in that way. Any any like stories or, or, again, use cases come to mind? Sure. So actually, um, something that I think is really cool is one of one of our Seesaw ambassadors created a professional development class. Oh. So basically, he created a class and is having other teachers join as students and contribute work, sort of samples of, of successful work they're doing in Seesaw or other things they're doing using technology in the classroom. And then all of the students who are actually teachers can see what's happening in other people's classrooms uh-huh. uh, through that Seesaw class. So I thought that was like pretty creative yeah, that use is clever. of Seesaw. Yeah, and it could be a great, you know, if you wanted to just set one up for your for your own school, uh, you know, as like an IT uh, director or something like that, you could create a class and then and then all of the teachers could share their 
you know, tips for using Seesaw or other apps or best student work uh, in one mm-hmm. place and sort of share ideas that way. Now, there's a lot of digital portfolios out there. I mean, or e-portfolio or what have you. And the concept's been around for a while. Uh, why did you guys decide to get involved in this if there was already a bit of a crowded market? Yeah, so I think... Um, None of the solutions that we were seeing out there seemed particularly accessible to young learners. A lot of them are really, really, like really focused on the teacher doing most of the work of adding adding things to the portfolio, maintaining the portfolio. Mm -hmm. Um, And we really thought that by putting students at the center of their own learning, not only do they gain more from it, um, it also sort of distributes the work across all of the students in the class instead of putting it all on the teacher. Um, and we, we also thought like not only could CSAP be a good way to collect student work, you know, to make it more organized for teachers, but really like if all of this work is being collected, like we can open that up to parents and create more of a community around, around that student's learning by connecting the student, the teacher and the parents at home, Mm -hmm. um, in a way that is like pretty seamless for the teacher. Like the teacher just needs to approve the items. Everything else is happening can happen automatically. So it's not that much more, it is more work, but it's not that much more work for the teacher to really bring the parents close, closer to the students learning, which, you know, of course is going to, you know, gives the students an audience that they care about for their work. And then also, um, just, you know, helps having the parents closer to the learning, of course, is going to help the, you know, catch problem areas sooner and support strengths. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know the, par- the parents like it because I've seen parents use it. You know, let's say they're sitting in a soccer game and they get notified on their iPhone. They're like, oh, cool. And they get to check it out and they can leave a reply, whether it's verbal or written or whatever. So it definitely makes them feel closer yeah. to the kids. So I guess the doing. short answer is that we, we saw that there were solutions out there, but we didn't think any of them were really working that well. And uh-huh. we thought we could, you know, work work with the teachers in our in our community to come up with a solution that, that just worked better in the classroom. All right. Now you guys charge the big price of free, you know, at least for the, <laughs> the initial app. Uh, so, you know, free lets me as a teacher use it fully. Like I don't really, if as a teacher, I wouldn't be aware of any limitations from the free one, but there is a pro version. Can you tell us what, uh, what the pro version is? Sure. So we have our Seesaw for School subscription, uh, which is designed for schools or districts who want to implement Seesaw across multiple grade levels. Um, So Seesaw for Schools will let students' portfolios follow them from year to year, um, and then also includes a bunch of administrative tools like bulk setup tools so you can create all of your students' uh, and classes uh, in one place, and then sort of administrative management of that as the school year progresses. and then also we have a, a feature that I actually think is really cool. It's our admin dashboard. Uh-huh. So so teacher so principals and, and other admin can can sign into the Seesaw admin dashboard and they can see everything that's happening at Seesaw at their school. So they can they can go visit a specific student or visit a specific class or see at a high level how many items have been added this week, how many parents have visited, how many comments uh-huh. have been made, and really see sort of like the pulse of of their school through Seesaw. And um, it's kind of like unlike a lot of other digital portfolios or even learning management systems, like it updates in real time and really gives you like a good overview of what's happening at your school. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, at first glance, you, you log in and it's there. It's like, you don't need to run any reports or do anything fancy. It's just already there for you, which I think is like a pretty powerful tool for an administrator to be able to, you know, follow up with, with, with parents, teachers or students who are struggling or, you know, go in and leave a quick comment on a student that's doing, you know, a piece of student work or, or a class that's doing an awesome job. I, and yeah, for me as a technology coach, just to be able to see the use the, the use of it. So if my goal was to get a, a wider use of it within the school itself, I could see whether I was being successful or not. So that's the reason I'm going to get our, our school to sign up for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 pretty powerful, and you can see it. You know, you can you can see when classes add items and which classes are are slacking, and you know you can follow up. And we we have a bunch of resources built in there so that you you know if you have a class that's struggling, we have you know one click away from a plan that you can you can work with the teacher on to really get uh figure you know figure out what the problem is and, uh, and come up with a solution so let's talk about the future then we go in here to the sort of the, the final question what are the uh new features you guys have coming online any secrets that you want to reveal to the audience right now <laughs> or maybe they're so, not secrets but whatever something something good um all right so we um as we've, you know, as we've developed CESA, I think part of the reason we've been so successful and had so many teachers get so excited so quickly is that we really take our customer feedback seriously. So um, we've had a, a bunch of new customers um, start uh, at the sort of back, you know, Northern Hemisphere back to school September uh-huh. through November period, which has resulted in a bunch of new feedback. And so um, we're, we're taking the next, you know, few weeks of the holiday to sort of consolidate that and figure out what features we're going to be focusing on, um, for next school year. Like it's not going to um, bake cookies or something like that or? Well, so I did a little bit of that on Saturday. Did you? <laughs> did, did, you <laughs> but, do, did you document your learning? I did. I did. <laughs> in, in our test you saw class, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> very nice, very nice. Um, so we, we, we're going to be focusing on some of our top top teacher feature requests. Um, and then we'll, I think we'll have to see how many we can bang, bang through by, by the end of the school year up here in May. Anything rising at the top or uh, that you're ready to talk about? So in terms of, terms of things teachers are asking for, uh, a way to keep some items private, uh-huh. um, you know, visible just to teachers for sort of assessments or, or documentation purposes. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. Hear that one a lot. Um, and then we uh, sort of ways to upload more than one photo at a time. Oh, yes, <laughs> been a yes. Popular that request. would be a good one. Yes, yes. Please do that. One. <laughs> um, I hope we can do something <laughs> like that. Um, and then um, sort of a, a feature that we have actually currently in beta that I think is pretty exciting, which you could, you could you know, you could test out for yourself. But we're really hoping to to develop more deeply in the new year is our seesaw blogs feature. Oh. Um, so that's a sort of new under the radar uh, feature that we have that we're working on right now, which is basically a simple way to publish a selection of student work more publicly on the internet. Okay. Got it. Um, so ways to sort of give give your students a more global audience for their work and connect with other classrooms who are using Seesaw um, and sort of communicate back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's something that we are working on and hope, hoping to pull together for January. All right, wonderful. Well, I've been talking with Emily Voitlander. She's the manager, would you say, manager of teacher success at uh, Seesaw. Thanks so much for your time today, Emily. 
Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was great. This interview was brought to you by 21st Century Learning International. Find us on the web at 21clradio.com.